Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Hey guys, welcome back to the Play Like a Girl podcast, one of the shows for SB Nation's Ohio State site, Land Grant Holy Land. We are two girls talking about sports because our opinion counts too. I'm your host, Meredith Hine, and I'm thrilled as always to be joined today by my co-host, Kelsey Trainer. Thank you, Meredith. I'm so happy to be back after a, a little vacation. I know, we missed you. Can you tell us all about Vegas? Yeah, so I went to Vegas. A friend of mine, um, it was a former WNBA player for the san antonio team that used to exist that is now the las vegas aces um and mark davis who is now the owner of the team he also owns the las vegas raiders um he basically gave some alumni that used to play for the franchises um and a plus one of all expenses paid trip out to vegas um hotel flights food everything and honored them um, at halftime of the Las Vegas game versus the Phoenix Mercury. Um, so it was a whirlwind few days uh, as, as one does in Vegas. Um, but it was great. I mean, we were in hit Mark Davis's suite, uh, you know, went to shoot around the, they rolled out the, the red carpet for, for the alums. Um, you know, many of whom are, are, are of the age group where, you know, they, they started the WNBA. Um, and so it was really nice to see them get their flowers now, um, and be honored that way, um, by, by a team that they didn't even play for. Um, so it was fun. And, 
Um, great environment. I definitely recommend anybody go out to a, an Aces game. Um, you know, Asia Wilson and Liz Cambage. Some fun players out there. And we actually had um, USA Basketball was out there as well. So Kevin Durant um, and Tatum and, and a lot of the men's team was actually at the game as well, um, supporting their fellow um fellow hoopers. So it was a fun time. I won a hundred dollars and then I lost a hundred dollars. So (laughs) (laughs) that feels like that's pretty much how Vegas works. Yeah. Very typical. Well, thank you for sharing and not just giving me the, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas line. Um, so excited for you. Uh, let's kick our show off today with what is happening in sports media, because of course we had the ESPYs last week. Yes. Did you get a chance to watch them live? I did not. I was not able to watch them live, but I I caught all of the hype on social media and we have a lot to talk about. I also caught it on Twitter, uh, but definitely lots to talk about. Um, feel like it wouldn't be our show if we didn't kick off with the best athlete in women's sports, uh, mostly because of who won. Shout out to Naomi Osaka. Ooh. I, I was really – I love her. I mean, I love everybody on this list. I mean, any one of them could have won. I mean, I thought Simone Biles maybe had it in the bag just because of – I mean, this year for her has just been incredible. I mean, her whole yeah. career has been incredible. Um, but, yeah, that, just an incredible list of athletes. Amanda Nunes and Brianna Stewart, um, just absolutely epic. So, Shout out to Naomi, who's had a really tough year. Just like, I mean, I think she said that in her speech, like just like the rest of us, like it's been a really hard year. Um, But she's just emerged as a legend at such a young age. Absolutely. Um, And what I love about the set of nominees, so both Naomi and Simone uh, are competing in the Olympics in just a few weeks. Oh, yes. We still have to do our Olympic show. In due time, Kelsey, in due time. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, I feel like normally award shows are like a capstone. Obviously, the ESPYs is something of an exception because you can't have a show about all sports that's not going to affect some season. Um, But it's very cool that we have this sort of lead in to this worldwide event featuring, you know, two of the greatest female athletes in the world right now. Right. Yes. Dewey's going to be over there. Simone. I guess Naomi, did she did she drop out of the Olympics? Did she say she's not playing? I think she did. I think Roger Federer is not playing in the Olympics because of his um, injury. I think Naomi said it was just too much or I could be wrong. Maybe it was Serena Williams. You might be you might be wrong. I just Googled it. Okay, so two of the top three articles are about Naomi, the Naomi Osaka Barbie doll that came out. Right, right, right. Yeah, Which, I know. I'm thinking of some other, um, not not Naomi Osaka, some other uh, woman tennis player who won't be playing at the Olympics. But yes, as an aside, I just learned in the last 10 seconds that there is a Naomi Osaka Barbie doll that was released ahead of the Olympics. I'm going to get one for you. Oh my gosh. Send it your way. I would die. This is, it's actually a pretty cool Barbie. I love, I mean, as somebody who's like super into sports, let's not, you know, stereotype or whatever. I loved Barbies as a kid, you know, made those, made those Barbies play, you know, beach volleyball and (laughs) had my Barbies dunking. So 
I had the gymnastics Barbies, so I guess those were the Simone Biles equivalents. Count it. We're going to count it. Thank you. Um, in other SB news, uh, were you able to catch Paige Becker's speech? I was. Um, and for anybody listening, her speech basically said um, that as a white woman, she is given more media attention by the media. You know, she was basically calling out the media, aka ESPN, to ESPN um, and saying, you know, I get more coverage and white women get more coverage because we're white than our, you know, than black women athletes um, and we need to do better. And she used her platform to um, call attention to that as well as to give shout outs to um, a number of um, of black women that, that she respects um, in, in the sports space. Um, and yeah, I mean, a lot of respect to her. I think a lot of the commentary around it is like absolutely great way to be an ally. Um, but let's focus on what she said to do, which is, you know, um, actually promote and cover black women, um, instead of, you know, her. And sort of in that same vein, breaking away from the SBs a little bit, um, I'm not sure, Kelsey, if you've been following this drama between Maria Taylor and Rachel Nichols uh, regarding coverage of the men's NBA finals. I have. What are your takes on this? I'd love to know. So the first and obviously, you know, I'm going to my viewpoints are somewhat shaped by the order in which I saw information. So the first thing I saw was Jalen Rose's daughter's Instagram post. I don't know that Lamb- I saw that. Basically, she lambasted Rachel Nichols uh, for using her white privilege and her position as, I believe, Diane Sawyer's niece um, to have her role on ESPN, uh, called her out as being a subpar reporter and proceeded to praise Maria Taylor. And I'm like, whoa, what's going on here? Um, and, you know, go back and look it up and find out that Rachel Nichols essentially said that Maria Taylor got her role covering the NBA finals because she's a black woman and it was a diversity hire. Um, and my take is like, I'm sitting here like Rachel Nichols, like, why are you starting a fight? Why aren't you upset that there are not more opportunities for more women and you just didn't get the token opportunity that you saw as being for a woman? Like, why can't you lift all women up instead of, you know? Yeah. I mean, it felt like just like the kind of like the token example of like white feminism because she was, you know, basically taking issue with ESPN and that her as a woman, you know, they weren't going to cast her aside, um, you know, due to their the structure of ESPN and how it's, you know, predominantly white male and this or that. Um, and And sort of like what she fully missed on that is like those structures and that system um, that prevents, you know, a woman from kind of rising up the ranks also is in place so that like white women, you know, can kind of stay where they're at and black women don't rise up the ranks even more. Like, you know, it's, it was just, you know, I saw a lot of people defending her and I think she said what she said and she showed herself and, um, you know, you can't fight a system if you're going to, you know, fight for women and you're only fighting for yourself a white women, you're not fighting for women. Uh, Exactly. And Maria Taylor is 
incredible. Right. I she, mean, that's, she played college basketball. If anyone is qualified to be covering the finals, it's her. And again, it shouldn't be like a Rachel or Maria thing. Like it should be a, how might we lift talented reporters up by, yeah. I mean, in the, it in felt the, like Rachel really made it me versus her. Yeah. And like Maria Taylor, we don't even need to say that she's qualified because it's been known. Like she is a star. Um, and so for, for Rachel Nichols to say that, that, you know, I don't, I forget the language, but that, you know, I don't care what they have to do or whatever, if they feel like they need to make a diversity hire, but they're not taking it from me. Right. Like just, it's just, it's not it. It's just not it. And the apology I felt was not sincere. Um, and the apology was more of a, I got caught because let's remember that an article came out about a year ago about how, um, somebody recorded, uh, Rachel Nichols through her ESPN, like broadcasting. So this has been out for over a year, or this has been known for over a year. Like what has been said by, I'm sure a bunch of people on the inside, it's only now that it came out what was actually said. Um, and, you know, a tiger doesn't really change stripes. Um, yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's exhausting for, for black women and, and we have to fix that. Yeah. And Maria Taylor's had a year. Like, I mean, everyone's had a year because it's COVID, but like people have been, I feel like, coming at her way more in the last year, uh, for a variety of things and super, as you alluded to earlier, like in terms of our society and the structures that are put in place to prevent black women from rising up, everything from criticizing her outfits on game day, um, to, you know, questioning if she's qualified to be there. This happened last year at the NCAA or the, excuse me, the NBA finals as well. Um, when Jalen Rose had to come out and you know, state on the broadcast that Maria Taylor deserved to be there. Um, and so, you know, kudos to her for continuing to do an amazing job. And right. And now when you think, when you I think back her. about that, when you think back about that statement, I mean, I'm sure that p- those people at ESPN knew what was said, you know, like the, the public didn't know the content of that conversation that Rachel, that with Rachel Nichols and I think was it Adam Mendelson or, um, but I'm sure a lot of people at ESPN knew because it was shared around. And so that really brings that back of like, they knew what was said and that statement, you know, the, the, the fact that it was even needed, um, just, uh, I can't imagine what has been going on at ESPN for this last year, knowing that that has been out there for a year. Right. It's, it's bananas. Um, anyway, uh, we, we have to move on cause, Women should uplift other women. And fortunately, we do have an example of that. Uh, Because we saw Emmy nominations come out this week. uh, And one of the commercials that was nominated for Best Emmy was Nike's amazing COVID era commercial, You Can't Stop Us. Uh, If you remember this commercial, you may have cried over this commercial. It was so good. It was so good. I think it was like the one where it would just kept being like a split screen of like an image of exactly. like exactly, yeah, yeah. It was so good, and I, and I think it was who was it narrated by? Was it was it Meg Rapino or I forget? But it was 
it was pretty pretty awesome um yep it makes me repeat she was in I know she was in the commercial. Um, and if you remember, it was a screen of famous athletes like Rapino, um, and everyday athletes as well. Um, it was everyone you can imagine LeBron James, Cristiano Ronaldo, Giannis, Serena, Naomi, Colin Kaepernick. Um, and it was, it was just a really incredible clip. Shout Um, out to the Emmys for, for recognizing that commercial it was it was really good and I know it was I felt it felt yeah. like it was at a time when we all just needed like something positive. <laughs> it was so timely. Um but Nike did it again. Uh commercial that aired during the NBA finals, their new ad Best Day Ever, uh featured mostly female athletes in a brighter future. Well, we'll um, I don't know look if you've had that. a chance to see it yet, Kelsey. <laughs> I haven't, but that's going to be what I'm googling. <laughs> what I'm googling next. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, what a what a novel concept, you know? <laughs> Women athletes and yep. a bright future. We love to see it. We really do. It was so funny because I'm sitting there and it almost looked like a political ad. I shouldn't say it looked like a political ad, but I was like, "Where where is this going? Who is this advertiser?" And then it was Nike, and I was like, "Oh yeah, like." Once again, sports have the ability to unite people in ways that not a lot of other things do. I love it. I love it. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, so we actually were getting so close to college football, um, and we actually have some news from college football days of your coming up. So stay with us. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome back. You may have seen the news yesterday about Terrell Pryor and company requesting that their records be reinstated by the NCAA. You you may remember as Ohio State fans that in 2010, Pryor and several other players were involved in Tattoogate in which they received tattoos uh, without payment. Um, Ultimately, that scandal led to then-coach Jim Trestle resigning, uh, Luke Fickle becoming interim coach, Urban Meyer being hired as full-time head coach, um, and essentially the Ohio State program that we know today. Um, however, what we have to think about is these name, image, and likeness rules, which are why Pryor and company are requesting their records be reinstated, um, just changed recently. Um, and so wanted to talk a little bit about the NIL, what it means, and what other areas that these rule changes might retroactively impact. Yeah. So NIL is my, uh, my forte, uh, you know, for, for anybody who doesn't know, NIL is name, image, and likeness. And obviously, 
you know, college sports, quote, you know, uh, amateurism, you know, had a rule that athletes, college athletes could not profit or benefit from their name, image, or likeness. Uh, So somebody like Terrell Pryor could not go and based on who he is, you know, his name himself, uh, receive any benefit from the, from, from his name, from being who he is. Um, and so that's what, um, that, that's what tattoo gate was, you know, they received free tattoos based on who they are. Well, uh, you know, the, the Supreme court, um, kind of came in with some, um, name image or not with some name image likeness, but the Supreme court kind of came in recently, basically letting the NCAA know that they thought that name image likeness limits, um, were essentially a scam that they violated federal antitrust law. And then the NCAA finally saw the writing on the wall um, and decided to very, very quickly um, just pick a date and allow uh, that date to be when college athletes could start profiting off of their name, image, and likeness. Uh, So as you can imagine, the floodgates opened um, because – There's a few things here. One, it's state by state. It's school by school. So even though you can make money off of your name, image, likeness, when you're playing for a school, it's still a contract, meaning the school can still limit to an extent what you, how you can profit off of that, how much you can, you know, profit off of that. They can set terms around how you can profit off of that. They can't say that you can't, right? But if you're going to play for the school, Um, you know, they can then set some sort of term. So that's been one part of it. And now every school and every state is different. Um, and so it opened up the floodgates. Um, you know, some schools you have to go and kind of run through hoops and have this agent or this other person run through your compliance department and notify them, you know, 10 days in advance of any deal, blah, blah, blah. Needless to say, it's a mess. But the most important part of that is that name image likeness is now allowed within the NCAA structure. Um, And it also should have always been allowed, meaning based on what like the Supreme Court had been saying and and a lot of the, the laws is that college athletes not being able to profit from their name image likeness was a violation of federal antitrust law. So that's where the retroactive, you know, importance comes in of like, it's not like saying, Hey, these rules existed. Now they don't. Um, and going forward, it's all, it's it basically saying these rules should have never existed because they were a violation of federal law. And therefore all of the consequences that people have received, including Terrell Pryor from this should be rescinded. Um, you know, I think the same thing came out with Reggie Bush and you know, his Heisman trophy, Um, and there's a really, really, really good valid legal argument that all of those suspensions and, um, you know, any type of, um, repercussion that a college athlete faced based off of these rules, um, should, should go away. So that's kind of it in a nutshell, if if that makes any sense. It makes a ton of sense. So does that mean that former college athletes who have been suspended, who maybe didn't have, like, could they sue the NCAA? Well, we'll see, right? Because what the NCAA has done here 
is pass the buck to the schools, right? So the NCAA, instead of saying um, we're going to make one overall name image likeness uh, rule like that every school in the NCAA structure has to follow, they just stepped back and said, okay, it's allowed. And now it's up to the schools to make like the specific rules on on what's allowed. Um, so the NCAA, I think, is trying to pass the buck and pass the um, – pass uh the liability on anything that can and will go wrong to the schools itself um you know the the way that ncaa and its member institutions functions is that you know a lot of times the ncaa was like well we govern everything but at the end of the day you know the schools have this decision we're just a nonprofit. blah 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 um so, so it's going to be interesting to see legally how it does take place there's still um, a lawsuit against the NCA right now by Oregon Sedona Prince. Um, and if you remember, she is the athlete from Oregon who showed and published those pictures and videos of the weight rooms during the NCA tournament. She's the one who did that on TikTok. Um, so she has an af- uh, a lawsuit right now that has been, you know, pending for a while that is basically that, that is saying that players should be paid retroactively for um you know their name image likeness and and things that they could have had or you know the way that the school profited from their name image likeness and they weren't able to fascinating um and it's very interesting that it feels like everything is against like it, not everything but prior and the other players are you know, going to the NCAA and saying you should reinstate our records. And the NCAA is basically saying, no, it's it's a, between you and Ohio State. And it's like, well, it was never a violation at Ohio State. Right. Yeah. So. It's I mean, it's a real shame because, you know, Terrell Pryor, Reggie Bush, a lot of these athletes, they had their names tarnished. And I think that's what Terrell Pryor's statement said. He's like, this actually can't undo like the. The, like what our families have faced, you know, the, the damage to our reputation that this has caused. Yeah. Um, but it's actually like the bare minimum of what can be done now to make up for it. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I feel like we will certainly have more on name, image and likeness in coming weeks. It feels like the story just keeps developing and the opportunities just keep growing for college athletes to be able to benefit from this. So excited to be able to highlight a lot of those moving forward. Um, But that is what we have for today. Before we wrap up the show, Kelsey, shall we do our shout outs? Yeah, um, I'm going to give a shout out to Don Staley, uh, Philly native and head basketball coach of USA women's basketball as they head off to, to the Olympics fairly shortly. So go USA ball. Yay. Um, I'm going to shout out Maria Taylor because the NCAA finals are almost over and I love watching her coverage. Oh, and she does a great job. She's the best. Love her. All right. That's all we have for today. As a reminder, you can follow Kelsey on Twitter at ktrain underscore 11, me at Meredith Hine and the site at landgrant33. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks again for listening to Play Like a Girl. And as always, go Bucks. <laughs>